The purpose of Wealth Talk is to educate, inform, and hopefully entertain you on the subject of building your wealth. Wealth Builders recommends you should always take independent financial, tax, or legal advice before making any decisions around your finances. Welcome to episode 155 of Wealth Talk. My name is Christian Rodwell, the membership director for Wealth Builders. I'm joined by our founder, Mr. Kevin Whelan. Hi, Kevin. Hi, Chris. Good to be with you again today. And trouble times seem to be continuing. I think I said this before now, one of the new lines I'm using, the new order is disorder. Uh, so it's always good to meet people who are able to carve a pathway when life is uncertain. And uh, I think that's an important lesson we're going to learn from our guest today. Yes, we are indeed. We've got Dan Hill, the founder of PPN UK with us today. And uh, Dan's extremely successful entrepreneur, business owner, property investor. So he'll be talking about his strategy and how he's managed to build wealth across multiple pillars. But a very, very clear message, I think, from Dan today is that if you follow a plan, if you have a blueprint, then success is predictable. As is failure, Chris. Yeah. Failure are equally predictable. Follow a plan and don't deviate from it too far. Uh, yes, allow you know uncertainties to, to make you go and look, because that's the whole point about uncertainty. It should actually make you curious when you see volatility and uncertainty. Uh, but don't get deviated from the fundamental principles of the plan. And what was reassuring to me, Chris, and you did a good job of, you know, getting down to share his lessons is how much on path we were together, how much, although the principles as you expect from different creative people are expressed in slightly different language, but principles are the same, you know? So I think we can definitely pull out those principles and just weave them as he shares them into our own language for those who are more familiar with wealth builder speak. Yeah, so lots of good lessons to come out of today's conversation. So let's head over and listen to our interview with Daniel Hill. Dan, welcome to Wealth Talk today. How are you doing, Christian? Yeah, very, very well, thank you. Now, Dan, I'm sure many of our listeners will be familiar with you already. You're, of course, the founder of PPN UK, the Pulse Property Network, and uh, and obviously the creator of the uh, Property Entrepreneur Program, very successful program helping people to uh, obviously build their property uh journey you know to become financially independent and of course that is the the heart of the message of our conversation today really which is retire young and retire wealthy so um let's talk about this dan because i'm sure if you ask 95 percent of people in the uk would you like to retire young would you like to retire wealthy the answer would be yes but so many people don't achieve that so so why is that do you think so i think probably a couple of points to acknowledge or make clear. I think the concept of retiring young, retire wealthy. So retire young is younger than you would otherwise. You know, if you're listening to this and you're 50, 55, 60, and you're planning to retire at 70, 75, 80, if you can do that earlier and be in a better shape than you would have been otherwise, that's the sort of concept of retiring young. And then wealthy is about, I think one of the things that stops people is they don't have a solid understanding of what wealth is, wealth creation. And on Property Entrepreneur, we talk about, I did a podcast on the official Property Entrepreneur podcast called Rich Bad, Wealthy Good. And rich is basically millionaire lifestyle, you know, Ferraris, helicopters, spending lots of money. You can do that. But wealthy is having a portfolio of assets that give you long-term financial security and financial independence. And I think people don't, people can get 
caught up with spending much. It's not how much you make, it's how much you keep. And I think people can get caught can get caught up in wanting to be perceived as being rich rather than actually being uh, wealthy. And also, I think it's one of those things that people feel is so far out of reach that they just don't even start. They think, you know what, I'm, I'm doing my job, whether they're employed or they're an entrepreneur, I'm working hard. It is what it is. And they never build it into the plan. But actually, you, you want to start yesterday, not, you know, not in a decade's time. Yeah. So it would be helpful, Dan, for our listeners just to get a bit of a better understanding of, of what your backstory is. You know, where did this begin? You've obviously had great success. I know you've won many awards, Young Entrepreneur of the Year awards. You know, what do you attribute your success to and where did that all start? I think a lot of it is strategy. There's obviously the basics of being entrepreneurial, driven, enthusiastic, optimistic, you know, a bit of a masochist and probably work too hard. But mainly the the sort of progress i think the difference we see especially on our program between those that really do really really well and those that perhaps don't lack enthusiasm but don't seem to make progress is uh, is strategy it's having a really and we spend three months every year on property entrepreneur building a strategy and that really is you know if you can get strategy and a blueprint so you guys teach your you know your pillars of wealth you know that's a blueprint and if people execute that they'll do well property entrepreneur is a blueprint if you execute it you will you know you'll get the results and wealth creation is is no different i started in business i've been in business all my life i've been in business 20 years this year i've been teaching it for a decade and as far as the wealth creation part goes so i've been financially independent for in different capacities the majority of my adult life but i actually probably hit a biggest milestone last year where i actually sort of formally retired i sold my big company, we had eight offices around the UK, went from a team of 40 down to a team of four. And actually then that was my sort of real sort of retirement trigger. I was 35, I'm 35 at the moment, I was 35 last year when I retired. And that was basically from spending the last decade building wealth. And the model that we use called the wealth hierarchy has got three layers. And I think anyone listening to this who wants to, have financial independence and be wealthy would would benefit from following this blueprint. And the first layer, if you imagine a triangle, the first layer is cash flow. And the aim of the game here is doesn't matter whether you're employed or self-employed or running a business, whatever, is you want to get to a point of break even as soon as possible. So reduce your overheads, how much it costs you to live on, on a monthly basis, and then build a business or a job or a portfolio to pay for your monthly salary, your overheads, your mortgage, and get to that break-even point as soon as possible. Now, if your overheads are 100 grand a year, it's going to take you a lot longer than somebody who decides to move in with their partner or move in with their parents and just do it a lot quicker. So that's level one. What that does is it buys back your time. So once you've got your bills paid, you can actually, you know, you could put your feet up and just live a good life or with that new time, you don't have to work for money to live rather than scale up a noisy business, start to focus on large capital events. So use that time to, because the mortgage is paid to do some flips or build to sell developments or sell, sell some companies, just make some lumps of cash, which don't take weeks. They do take months or even years, but when they land they're you know, 50 grand, hundred grand, half a million pounds, a million pounds, and that's where you really start to create net wealth is these large capital events. And then to move up to level three, use that profit, start buying boring assets, 
you know, single lets, commercial, anything that you can lease out, which is low risk, low return. And then you just keep re- repeating level two and level three until you've got a portfolio of assets, which you've got, you've bought with your own money from the profit and the, the money that comes from your assets is enough to cover your cash flow. And then when you get to a point where the market changes or you've had enough or you just want to retire, you know, you press the button, sell the cash flow business or, or close it down, and then you can live off your your assets. That's the that's the strategy that I've used. And I I, I believe that to be the best model for, for genuine sort of wealth creation. Yeah, and it makes complete sense there. And uh, of course, generational wealth is important to people. And, and that model as well allows you to pass that on, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. And in, in the current market as well is, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs or investors get nervous because, you know, I invest in stocks. I've got uh, my own portfolio of investments, assets, things like businesses that I invest in, those sort of things. And stuff like high inflations can can scare people quite a lot and think, you know, this this is going to be a real bad thing. But as an entrepreneur, any volatility and change and risk in the market is a good thing. So if you start to think, well, inflation is actually the best repayment mortgage you could ever have, if you can go and acquire another million pounds worth of assets that go up in value in line with inflation, you know, either the asset value is going up or the inflation is paying off your debt. And it could be a really, really good time. And, you know, we we really, really are making some moves at the minute in an uncertain market. And it's where we've done best over the last 20 years is in, in that uncertainty in the beginning of the curve. Yeah. Yeah. So you've obviously had a lot of success in certainly in the property pillar and the business pillar, Dan, you know, our seven pillars. We obviously talk about creating IP and you've obviously developed a lot of that now within your program uh, and joint ventures. Uh, I know you do a lot of angel investing as well. Um, but someone listening now who's perhaps, you know, at the early stages, Dan, and they're, you know, they're choosing their path. Uh, why, why do you think property is a good path for people? I think, uh, like, I'm, I'm not the biggest passive income sort of promoter. Like, you'll very rarely hear me talk about passive income. But if you were to look at genuinely passive income, probably the, the closest to asset classes you'll get is either property or public stocks you know they are really where you can put capital and and it can be passive so that's definitely an an appeal i think whilst people can perceive it to be quite risky i actually see it as quite low risk because it's asset backed whereas you know if someone's starting their journey and they look at the other pillars like stocks and shares you know if you'd have come into stocks and shares this year for the first year you'd have had a b- baptism of fire because the whole thing's you know going south Whereas property, yes, you'll have your bad days and your good days, but you'll always be able to either sell it or rent it out. And as long as you're playing the long game, I think it's quite low risk. And I personally like it because it's tangible. You know, I've got money in stocks and joint ventures and shares and all sorts of bits and pieces, bit of crypto, but it's all very, doesn't really exist. But, you know, I can drive around here and within 10, 15 minutes, be driving past solid brick buildings that got people living in that are worth hundreds of thousands of pounds. And it's for somebody who's a bit old school like me, it's quite nice to have that tangible asset. So I think they're probably the main reasons that I chose to get into it. And I think if people were considering it as an asset class, I think it's a nice balance of risk and return. And in your property entrepreneur program, Dan, I know you've, you've kind of plotted out the property entrepreneur's journey, haven't you? And there's certain levels and seasons and problems that you, you, you see coming up time and time again, which you're able to help people follow. So could we perhaps run through that? I think that'd be quite interesting for our listeners. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think the, the good thing for people listening, whether you want to be an investor or an entrepreneur, wherever you are on your journey is, and this is, I've been saying this for 10, well, more than 10 years, 20 years, but I've been teaching it for 10 years, is that success and failure are very predictable. And I mean that like literally binary. It's not a magic wand. There's not a, a secret algorithm. There's a, a blueprint. If you want to bake a baked Alaska, which is the hardest dessert to make, you know, it's frozen in the middle, it's on fire on the outside. If you get the right recipe and you follow it to, to the T, you will get the, the result you're aiming for. Business is exactly the same. And the blueprint we've we've created, which is just modeled my journey over the last 20 years, and we've now taught people for 10 years how to do it themselves, and it's enabled them to systemize, scale, sell, retire, diversify, is there's three levels. So those are people that are listening that are thinking of starting, they'll come in at the landlord level which is like one man band. You are the business, you do everything. Once you've been there for long enough and you figure out how to create what we call value, a way to make money on your own, one man band, we then leverage with systems and team and you move up to the investor level. And this is like small business, highly lucrative, great fun, small team of people. It's probably where most people should be. Really, really nice, sweet spot. And then for those who are just absolutely lost the plot and are just masochists and empire builders and need to take over the world you've then got your entrepreneur level which is multiple teams multiple streams highly scalable highly tradable sort of businesses and to get through the three levels we go around the four seasons so every year we set a new strategy in the autumn in the winter we focus on systems and finance get the car ready to race in the spring we onboard the new team members we warm the tires we get ready to go and then in the summer now is what we call championship season, where we grow, we expand, we do loads of deals. And then by the end of the summer, you know, the tires are shredded, the steam coming out of the engine, we're absolutely burnt out. And we clip the car back onto cruise control and go back into another, uh, another season. And when you go through that, there's only five problems. Like every single person listening to this, every single business I've ever invested in, bought, trained, worked with, there's only ever five problems. And what you've got to do is overcome the five problems. One is lack of clarity, like absolute clarity on your market, your model, your margins, your strategic positioning, uh, lack of systems, you know, lack of efficiency, lack of effectiveness, lack of finance. And you only really need two types of finance, capital, which is to invest in the business, and then cash flow, like the blood of the business to keep it going. Lack of capacity, which is all about man hours and expertise, making sure you've got the right people. And then lack of leads like real high quality, highly lucrative leads of people that want to do business with you. And whilst that sounds, you know, that was about 90 seconds explaining it, that literally is it. It's the blueprint I've used for 20 years, taught it for a decade. And if you follow that step by step, I guarantee you, whatever you want to achieve in business and life, all you have to do is execute when you know the know the blueprint. Mm, yeah, it's, it's really good to hear you make it sound so simple there, Dan, because people overcomplicate business, don't they? <laughs> The hardest thing, like Steve Jobs says it best, the hardest thing is to keep it simple. And people will come to me with a business plan, like 20 pages, who want us to invest. And I'll give them a one-page spreadsheet and say, look, fill this in, in, and that'll tell me in 60 seconds whether this has got legs or not. Like the hardest thing is to keep it simple. And um, very easy to say, very hard to do. Yeah. There's three cornerstones we really rely on at Wealth Builders, Dan, is good education, 
So whatever the asset class, you know, you need to understand it. And that education can come in lots of different ways. Obviously, you can get free education, paid education. You know, there's plenty of it. Making sure you get it from a good trusted source, though, of course. Then there's support. So making sure you've got people around you, you know, a sounding board, um, not just going alone. You know, we talk about the DIYers, some people just trying to do it all themselves. But we know that collaborating is definitely the path forwards. And, and then good connections, you know, you're going to need the right connections, be that professional or be that your coaching or your mentors. Uh, and I know obviously those, those three are very important to you as well. And joint ventures, working with good people. And I know there's some people in your network, Dan, people like Daniel Priestley, who we've had as a guest on Wealth Talker, uh, Simon Zucci, uh, Roger Hamilton as well. And, and Wealth Dynamics is something that we give to all of our members when they join because we think it's so important that they really understand themselves at the beginning and it can help kind of point them in the right direction in terms of what the right strategies are for them. So, you know, anything to add to that? Because I know you use Wealth Dynamics as well in your business. Yeah, I think all those things that you talk about there are so important. And it's very easy for us to say that as consultants and try people who own training companies because people think, oh, you know, well, you're obviously saying that because you're selling training. You know, we sell over, we sell seven figures worth of training every year. But I've I've spent that and again on my own education. So all those people you mentioned there, I've either done business with, done joint ventures with, made money for, or paid money. In fact, every single one of those, I've paid tens of thousands of pounds to spend time with, learn from. Roger, you know, I flew over and spent a week at his resort with him in, in Bali. Like it is absolutely crucial that you we invest in our education, the people we have around us our peer group probably a few things to add would be the first would be around peer groups a really good sentiment that somebody shared with me a few years ago or a long time ago actually was you used to have three peer groups you used to have a peer group of people in front of you who you learn from a peer group behind you who you learn from teaching and a peer group at the same level who you learn from sharing the experience and i've always held that quite close to heart because it gives you a really good balance of where you know, where you are and, and to keep it, keep it balanced. The second thing would be specifically around wealth dynamics and personal developments. I know a lot of people listening to this will be into the, that sort of thing is really starting to understand who you are. You know, like you're a very different person to me. I'm a very different person to my partner. We're all very different people, but again, with blueprints, whether it's wealth dynamics or psychometric, other psychometric testing or, some of the more like spiritual woo-woo stuff like human design, when you start to really understand who you are, it gives you a, a much better le level of like contentment and I don't want to say competitive advantage, but I mean more like if you understand who you are, you can work a lot better as an individual. But also when you understand how all these things work, you can work better with other people. And I did a podcast uh, a few months ago on the official property entrepreneur podcast called speak my language. And what it talks about in there is that I speak 15 languages and they're all English. And like, what it means is like some of them are wealth dynamics. Some of it's about energy levels. Some of it's about like love languages, you know, how you speak mm -hmm. to your partner. When you understand that we're all very different, the odds are against you to connect with people just turning up and talking because you're, you're talking your own language Whereas if I can understand somebody else's language, it just facilitates that conversation, transaction, deal, relationship a million times better. And it's absolutely game changing stuff. Hmm. Now, I could probably guess what your wealth dynamic is, Dan, but well, why don't you tell us? 
Well, guess mine and I'll guess yours. Well, I, I would guess it would be a creator. Yeah, absolutely. Like off the scale, create creative <laughs> mechanic. And I would say you're probably like a Blaze supporter, maybe yeah, in the star. I'm a deal maker, so you're right. I'm bottom right hand corner there, a bit of tempo and a bit of blaze. Well, that's that deal maker, especially tempo, is like one of the best places to be. Very rare. Not many, not many tempos about. No, and Kevin's a star, so a star and a deal maker, a perfect match. Yeah, as long as you've got someone in the back office doing your tidying up after you, but if you're laughing. Right. Yeah, but it, but you know, it really is so powerful and uh, you know, it's really good to talk about this. And hopefully anyone listening who hasn't explored wealth dynamics definitely do go and do that. Um, Dan, just to wrap things up then, you know, we're talking today about retiring young, retiring wealthy. Wealth doesn't necessarily mean money. It means your health. It means your lifestyle. It, you know, it's all of those things that contribute to making someone happy ultimately. Um, is there anything else that we haven't discussed today? Just some sort of principles, some fundamentals for anyone who really, really aspires to kind of break free of the time for money trap that, you know, can help them. Probably a closing sentiment is, so we have three values on property entrepreneur. The first is wealth. The second is health. And the third is life by design. And this is really, really, and this is one of the reasons I think property entrepreneurs are quite popular is because we're not, you know, I lived on a narrowboat on 750 quid up until about a year ago till my missus got sick of it because you've got two options in life. You either live a life by design, which is like really getting to know yourself and every year assessing where you are, deciding where you want to go next and then actually making some drastic decisions to live that life by design alternatively you live a life by default or a life by comparison which is basically a default is you go to work you work 40 hours a week you get 20 days holiday a year and you just drag you settle and you drag yourself through life or worse you live a life by comparison where you're looking at social media celebrities the highlight reel of facebook and you think that's what it's all about. And the reality is for some people, it might be, you know, some people want to be celebrities and rich and famous. Other people just want to have two sausage dogs and live on a narrowboat and like be financially independent. So it's like, it completely depends what you're about. But I would say closing sentiment is life by design, not life by comparison and really get to know who you are, what you want, and then just commit your life to going out and getting it really. Yeah, no, great words to wrap things up and uh, really appreciate you sharing with us today, Dan. If anyone wants to find out more about the Property Entrepreneur Programme, where can they go? Um, highly recommend the official Property Entrepreneur podcast. It's now top 5% of all podcasts in the world by monthly downloads. So check check that out and all of our stuff on there is free. It's loads of blueprints. There's no sales stuff. It's just absolute content. And then if you follow me on social media, Instagram, uh, Property Entrepreneur, LinkedIn, Facebook, and on Facebook, we've got a community, eight and a half thousand of us in there called the Property Entrepreneurs Community. Again, completely free. Tag me and I'll answer your questions. And yeah, just, just give it a spin and see what, see what you think. Fantastic. Dan, thanks so much for being a great guest today. Thank you for having me. It's been great. Okay, lots of interesting points there from Dan. Really enjoyed that conversation. Before we uh, dive into the debrief, Kevin, let's head to Trustpilot. And uh, we've got a great review coming this week from Lorna. And Lorna says, during the 15 months of my wealth builders journey, I've discovered many things that sit in the didn't know, I didn't know quadrant, the bit we need to be aware of, but can't see for ourselves. Eye-opening, thought-provoking, educational, empowering, and exciting. We are activating and living the plan that will facilitate us to choose to trade time for money or not. The genuine, honest, and personal approach of the team whose values are worn on their chest is worth every penny of membership and more. 
Well, I just love how people express themselves in a, in a different way. It was interesting because um, I had cause to to reach out to Lorna because there was a question that she was asking, which was legal and quite technical. And while I'm not a lawyer, I have access to lawyers in my wealth builders' big black book, so to speak. You know, this this ability of wealth builders to be able to reach out to all people who are excellent in any particular niche. We need to come back to that word niche in a moment. And um, so she was asking some questions and I said, well, okay, let's have a quick call to assess that. And, and basically she said, you know, what I'm getting from the lawyer who I've asked to do some work is kind of gobbledygook and the runaround for two years. And I've got that clarity in about 20 minutes. And, um, you know, it's just, if people can just cut through it and not, I suppose, try and play the card, which is, you know, legal speak, legalese, financial speak, financialese, which you tend to get, don't you, in the the overall kind of expert area. And uh, she was delighted with uh, the feedback and uh, prompted. She said, I've been listening to your podcast for ages and I've heard people give reviews, but I've never given one. And I said, well, give one if you want to, you know, because it's always welcome. And that's what we really need people to do is to step up and and say what they're thinking because it, it it helps us, it helps other listeners, and it uh, it actually helps them to cement their own thoughts about what World Builders have done for them. And Lorna did a great job there. So thanks very much, Lorna. I appreciate you taking the time this time. Yeah. You mentioned clarity there, Kevin, and that was the first of the five problems that Dan talked us through. And, uh, I mean, you can hear, obviously, just from, from Dan speaking there, he's clear on what he's doing, and he teaches that to many, many people. And um, really, when you boil it down, wealth is just having a portfolio of assets that can look after you. So as we, as we say with the seven pillars, you know, you find the pillars that work best for you. You focus on acquiring, building, obtaining assets that generate cash flow, and really, that's, you know, as simple as it needs to be, you know, if we really break it down. Well, it's easy to say that, but I think what tends to happen, because in the breadth of opportunity that's out there, all hidden in different languages, in, in brochures and emails and offers of, of all kinds, is people get overwhelmed. So the one of the great benefits, I think, uh, in the early stages of our recurring revenue roadmap and the clarity piece that comes at stage one, Chris, and then onwards, is getting your wealth dynamics so you know who you are. And then you're looking at your assets or your existing stock take, if you like, through debits and the roof to be able to get clear on where your leverage comes from. And it becomes obvious to us, doesn't it, really, that when people share with us the time they've got, the money they've got, the interest that they have, where to start. And the important thing in wealth building is starting, not finishing. Because if you start to build one thing, then you can learn how to build another. And and for many people, they get stuck because they think the first place to start, let's say, and Dan give a great job of describing why property is a fantastic asset. Um, when he talked about the solidity, the tangibility, the security, you know, the, we have a love affair with property in, the, in this country, and it's understandable why it's the most popular asset. But when, when people see the property asset, the easiest step they appear or they think to take is, is the kind of buy-to-let strategy, the strategy of finding a property, making an offer, and finding a tenant. But the challenge is when 
you have this new disorder and you have all of the challenges of a overheated market, uh, the concept of markets is you're being pushed and pulled at the mercy of what markets do. And I think that's the challenge. So you could have someone who thinks I'll do buy to let because they get fixated on a simplistic strategy, but they can't find anything that works. The numbers don't work because they just can't find enough uh, distinctions. So I think I'm going to take Dan's point and say clarity is critical, but it's distinctions that make the difference. So here's my alliteration again. Clarity is critical. Distinctions make the difference. And I think the wealthy uh, mindset is to be able to make distinctions and create your own market. Understand how markets work, but then understand how you can niche, you can find a way by copying others, and that's really the essence of it, that you can almost, instead of being pushed or pulled by the market, you've got a fast-board motor and you're cutting through it. You know, and that's the essence of it. So it's learning from other people. Where are the niche opportunities where you can add value yourself? And there are so many of those, uh, even in the buy-to-let sector, but not if all you know is what you read um, and what you Google. So it's really critical, Chris, in an uncertain time to be willing to spend the time to get some education, support, and the right connections, and you mentioned that point in the podcast as well, to um, to help you make those distinctions. And what's interesting for me is Dan has invested his time, energy, and money in being able to create his own distinctions uh, from others. And you mentioned some of those, like Simon Zucci, like um, oh, Roger Hamilton, and many others. And uh, I think, again, wealth builders will find that willingness to be able to um, reach out to others in all sorts of different ways to be able to make those distinctions because the distinctions always come from a who. So we said before, whenever you've got a how challenge, the answer is always a who. And those distinctions come from being connected to others. And that's what we love to do and help people see, wow, somebody else has done this. Why don't you look at that and see if that might work for you? Mm. Dan mentioned peer groups, didn't he? And, uh, the analogy, you know, we often talk about reaching out, arm in front for those that are slightly ahead. We can sort of hold on and, and learn from them and be pulled forwards and then obviously putting an arm behind as well to help those that are slightly further back. So, yeah, you know, lots of lots of comparisons there, which uh, we, we totally resonate with. And also Dan made a good point about living life by design or living a life by comparison and, you know, perhaps seeing even more of that, aren't we now? Well, that is, he made some really outstanding points, you know, and I think Dan's a very smart guy and you could tell he's able to make his own distinctions, which he's done. And I love that point about life by design because so many of us, and he articulated it well, live life by accident. You know, we're, we get a career by accident, a job by accident. You know, everything is accidental and therefore you don't get to, if I suppose, be the best person you can be, live the life that you would choose to leave. It's almost like a compromise. And many people, that compromise comes too late, isn't it? They work hard, 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 hard for 40 years and then retire, but often either don't make it or hate the journey on the way when there are so many things you can do to live life by design now. And all you really need to do to do that, frankly, is get the security. If you can get income security, then you get your time back. 
you know, because that's the whole point, isn't it? If your bills are paid, you can create that freedom to be able to spend more time doing what you want. And hopefully what you want is also able helping you to, to build assets. But I think the point you were alluding to there, Chris, is increasingly now I think our children are just being tempted and being dragged into life by comparison because of the ease at which and the, the visibility of social media. So you can see other people being successful on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, you know, whatever ways you would see them accessing what people are doing. And then success looks so easy uh, without necessarily understanding all of the processes and the hard work that needs to be done. So I think our kids are going to be challenged by that because they will say, well, why can't I have that? Why can't I do that? And it's because you have to craft it and create it for yourself. So as we think about that point, uh, and I'll definitely note that point well in the design of the Wealth Builders for Families program, uh, which is still ruminating in in the back of my mind, Chris, ready for you know getting out sometime in the summer, I think. Then this whole point about being a great money role model for your kids is to try and help them understand and, and see what they're doing, you know, watch that screen time and see what they're doing so that they don't either live a life by comparison or a life by entitlement, where they think because you've done well, they automatically have the right to do well. And I've got some very distinct um, and, and strong views about how you ensure that you bring up your kids to be wise and responsible, not entitled and spoiled. Yeah. Yeah. So we really like the, uh, the message today, retire young, retire wealthy. And as Dan said, it's, uh, you know, not retiring at, in your thirties necessarily, but wherever you are, we know that if you follow a plan and, and we say five years on average from financial yeah. insecurity to independence, but you know, whatever plan, um, you can do it, you can achieve it. And, you know, it doesn't matter what age you are now, just set a goal and, and work towards that. Yes, and it doesn't actually matter whether you're young or old, because uh, I often get that question, more often than not from the older people who think they've left it too late, and they haven't, because, you know, as long as you can see longevity beyond five years, you know, that's, most people can see that, even if they were 70, they could see, well, I should still be around at 75, then you've got plenty of time to be able to combine the leverage points of you know, the first, the finance, the interest or intellect relationship systems and time. And, and, the, and the two most important ones are, where are you financially right now? And debits helps you bring in, find more money. And uh, it's interesting, I was doing a presentation, Chris, just recently, um, and talking more specifically about the, the cost of stock market. Remember, we changed the debits, the S to stock market fees. And uh, how blissfully unaware even the most smart property entrepreneurs are of the pensions they've got in their life and they somehow consign them to almost like a do not disturb till 65 instead of realizing they can not just dramatically cut their fees normally by 50%. And, and despite the fact, which is really fascinating to me, Chris, that we mentioned this, right, that you can save 50% in a time when inflation's going up, when everybody's moaning about prices, we make an offer to say, if you've got a pension, we can probably reduce your fees by 50%, not just this year, but for the rest of your life and the rest of the lives of the kids. 
but so few people reach out and say, hello, at wealthbuilders.co.uk. Can you help? You know, I've got one of those. And for the vast majority of people, they do, right? And in a room of people, I can get people to overcome that inertia. But somehow over distance, by Zoom or, or by StreamYard or by a podcast, doesn't happen. So come on, you guys, you listeners out there, <laughs> dig out your pensions, you know, get them out of the cupboard, have a look, phone them up and say, what am I paying in pounds and pence or dollars and cents or whatever it is per year for this money? Uh, and you can almost certainly reduce the fees by 50%. And then that extra 50% you've saved is a seed to plant for you and for the next generation. So come on, so few people doing it, Chris. It's crazy. Uh, or if you don't like what, getting help from us, get help from somebody else. But you can definitely cut your fees, typically by fifty percent, and that's massive, Chris. Massive. Yeah. So do reach out to us. Uh, email us hello at wealthbuilders.co.uk. Just put pension fees in the subject line. We'll pick that up, and uh, we will definitely get onto that for you. So. Um, well, thanks again to Dan for sharing uh, all of that great knowledge with us today. Thank you for listening. We appreciate it. If you've got two minutes, why not head over to Trustpilot <laughs> now and leave us a review and you might hear your name being uh, shouted out next week or, or uh, following weeks. And uh, yeah, if you've enjoyed today's episode, if you think someone else would enjoy it as well, why not just share it? Hit share on your podcasting app and uh, spread the love. We would appreciate that very, very much. Mm-hmm. All right, Kevin, we will catch up same time, same place next week. We will indeed, Chris. And until then, my friend, see ya. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget that we are constantly updating our resources inside the Wealth Builders membership site to help you create, build and protect your wealth. Head over to wealthbuilders.co.uk slash membership right now for free access. That's wealthbuilders.co.uk slash membership.